Jeff Storms and attorney Tony Ramanucci, we have the honor of representing the family of Amir Locke, his mother Karen Wells, and his father Andre Locke, 
We also have present with us his little brother, I'm sorry, his older brother, Andre Locke Jr., and a host of uncles and aunts and cousins uh, also assembled with Tashira and these other families who are brokenhearted. We even have the family member of Emmett Till present with us today. What is so heartbreaking, and while we're here at the great capital of the state of Minnesota, is because obviously when we were making proclamations over in the twin city of Minneapolis, even though we thought we were being heard, Tashira, obviously our proclamations were ringing hollow when we called for better policing, more restraint, more constitutional protections against excessive use of force. Apparently, it rang hollow. And so now we're here in this Capitol building with the echoes from each word that we articulate that it will not remain hollow, that we will be heard. When you think about the fact when we were here, Attorney Storms, at the last trial of one of the police officers who killed George Floyd, it's hard to believe that there was a young black man killed unjustly during that trial named Dante Wright by Officer Kim Potter. And so you just simply can't believe during the trial of police officers who killed George Floyd that we're going to have another black man killed unjustly in the Twin City area. I mean, what do we have to do to say stop killing us, especially while we're going through the trial of the killers of George Floyd, which you all may remember was supposed to be the turning point. You remember that, George Floyd, the nine minutes and 29 seconds was supposed to be the turning point. I think about the fact that you have Karen and Andre coming here to the Capitol demanding that legislation be passed to abolish no-not warrants in the state of Minnesota. You know, before when the leaders were offering the plea to say, let's abolish no-not warrants, they were offering Breonna Taylor and her blood. But today, Karen and Andre are offering the blood of Amir Lot on this legislation to say no more, no not once.
the saddest part of it all is we thought you could take the word of the Minneapolis city officials when they said there was a ban on No Not Warrants. But we just found out within the last hour, not only was that a terrible joke played on us, that they insisted on a no-not warrant, and they insisted on nighttime service. Can, can y'all imagine nighttime service, which we know is the most dangerous time to serve a no-not warrant? The fact that it is foreseeable that people are going to be asleep, and you're going to break into their house unannounced. Amir Locke didn't have a chance. He did not have a chance. And so we come here to demand that Minnesota issue a ban on no not warrants. But the blood of Amir Locke, the blood of Breonna Taylor should hopefully call for a ban on no-knock warrants all over the country, President Biden. We need you to issue a federal decree to abolish no-knock warrants being executed by any federal official in the name of Amir Locke, in the name of Breonna Taylor. President Biden started at the top. And the states should follow. And so we think about the fact that this video, this documentary of the last seconds of Amir Locke's life on this earth is very reminiscent of the history of policing in America. When you had the slave patrol who could just bust in the homes of black people and there was an assumption that we were guilty into proving innocent. That you had the right to take us dead or alive. Here we are hundreds of years later and we see that video and we think back to the history of policing in America and so when Attorney Storms and Attorney Ramanujan and I had the opportunity to present to the City Council of Minneapolis the one thing that was on my mind as an African American, not just as a civil rights attorney, but as an African American, was the fact that We have two systems of policing in America, one for white America and another for black America that make African Americans cringe every time we have an interaction with the police because we have too many names that we know just from interactions end up with deadly consequences, whether it's Philando Castile, whether it's Jamar Clark, whether it's Winston Smith, whether it's George Floyd, 
whether it's Dante Wright, whether it's Breonna Taylor, the list goes on and on and on. And now we add a mere lot name to that list. And we say, how many more before we change the racist, discriminatory policies like no-knock warrants that were held over from the war on drugs that were held over from the slave patrol? How many more? You see, it was more than just the police bullets that killed Amir Locke, Mayor Fry. It was a failed policy that we thought was abolished with these no-not warrants. It's Black History Month. And so we should learn from recent history where Breonna Taylor, after she was executed, her body mutilated with nine bullets while she was practically naked in her home after they executed these no-not warrants. So, Attorney Storms, then we looked back and we said, well, how are these no-not warrants been executed and who are they been executed against? And to Shira, it was no surprise that when they studied no-not warrants in Louisville, Kentucky, two years prior, that they found 82% of the time that the no-not warrants were executed against black people. They weren't busting in the homes of our white brothers and sisters in the wee hours of the morning at nighttime service. No, they were doing this to black people's homes. And they found that 68% of the time that they found nothing. And so can you imagine all the trauma of those families of color after their homes were busted into by the very people who were supposed to protect and serve them? The psychological effect it has on the children. I wonder how many no-not warrants have been served in Minneapolis in the last two years. And who those no-not warrants were executed against, I wouldn't be surprised if most of them were executed against people who look like a mere lock. Just the, the fact that they had open season to go to multiple apartments to violate the constitutional rights of black people. And we have to keep saying it because we got to make sure that people realize that this is not happening in the suburbs. This isn't happening where white people live. This is happening to black people. They're violating our constitutional rights on a daily basis on a continuous basis, on a systematic basis. Minneapolis, you're better than that. Show us you're better than that. As Karen said, the legacy of Amir Locke, her baby boy, will be that this has to be the last time you bust into black people's homes and shoot and kill us unjustly. Amir wasn't the target of that search warrant. 
Amir was a law-abiding young man who was a licensed gun permit owner who had every right to the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment. But apparently in Minneapolis, they don't think black people have a right to either. And so we offer his blood on this legislation to once and for all abolish no-not warrants in the state of Minnesota. Now you're going to hear from my most able co-counsel, Minnesota's own Jeff Storms, and then you're going to hear from the father of Amir Lot why they feel they had to be here today with these other families in the Capitol to ask for this ban on no-not warrants to become law. And then you will hear from his broken-hearted mother, Karen. And then you'll hear from some of the other families, and then we will take your questions. And we intentionally want to take questions at the end because we want you to hear that it's not just Amir's family broken-hearted, but it's so many other black families who are broken-hearted too, who have been swept under the rug. Well, today, we're not going to let Minnesota sweep any black life under the rug because all of these black lives matter. Sweep under the rug, not. We're going to get justice for Amir Locke. We have Attorney Jeff Storms, a great, great civil rights lawyer here in Minnesota. Attorney Crump, as we stand here once again next to a beautiful, grieving family, I'm struck by where we're standing, because how is it we've managed to make buildings that look like this for hundreds of years, but we can't pass laws that stop an innocent black man from being executed in his sleep? Surely we have that ability in this country. And the reason it hasn't happened, and some of our guiding principles that we've seen here in Minneapolis and some of our other local governments are these. One, we don't learn. The city of Minneapolis refuses to learn. There was a man who died in 2010 named David Smith, who was killed in almost an identical fashion to George Floyd. Officers handcuffed him behind his back and put weight on his back, kneeled on his back until he asphyxiated. The city of Minneapolis was supposed to provide training to make sure no one ever died the way David Smith died again. And then George Floyd happened, showing us that Minneapolis does not learn. The city of Minneapolis, like the rest of the world, knew about the dangers of no-knock warrants from the killing of Breonna Taylor. And not only Breonna Taylor, but we've had our own no-knock examples here in Minnesota as well. There was a case involving a woman named Rakia Russell, where they wrongly executed a no-knock warrant and gave her horrific burns when they threw a flash-bang grenade where she was. So the city of Minneapolis has been on notice about its no-knock policy. And then we get to the second principle. The city continues to lie to us. They tell us we banned no-knock warrants. No, you didn't. 
They tell us Amir Locke was a suspect. No, he wasn't. Tell it, Jeff. They do the same playbook over and over again, and it's to decredit and attempt to desensitize all of us to their repetitive mistakes that typically result in the death of a young black man. Now, one of the other guiding principles that we've seen from Minneapolis and elsewhere is a lack of transparency. And, and, and that strikes home here. We have with us Cadell Smith, the brother of Winston Smith, who died as the result of being killed as part of a U.S. Marshal Task Force. Now, when we talk about a lack of transparency there, we talk about no body cameras. And now, take one second and think about this. Imagine if there were no cameras on the group of men that just executed a mere lot. How would we ever be able to stand here and fight the way for a mere lock with the support of the country that we have right now? And it would be very difficult, which is why we've had to force entities in this country to wear body cameras. And what did we see in that body camera? I'll tell you what we saw in the camera when Amir Locke was executed. We saw a young man who executed better trigger discipline and gun usage than the people. Than the people we pay and give the power and authority to arrest and kill our citizens if necessary. How is that young man, Amir Locke, better trained with a firearm than the officer that killed him? And I challenge all of you, watch the video. There's been some savvy people out there who have stopped and freeze-framed it, and you'll see it is textbook. Google trigger discipline. Pick up an image, and you're going to see Amir Locke's uh, virtually replica of Amir Locke's hand. You'll see his fingers pointing down on the barrel away from the trigger, and you'll see his gun pointed away because Amir Locke did not know if he needed to use his firearm because the young man wasn't even given an opportunity to open his eyes and wake up. Yet that young man who was rushed upon by armed intruders, had the wherewithal and the human decency to not pull that trigger, to not even put the finger on that trigger. So as we stand before you today, we need to have our own Bill of Rights. And that Bill of Rights includes no-knock warrants, but bigger than that, learn from your mistakes, cities. Stop lying to us and be transparent. And remember that we're all humans. We're all supposed to be in this together. And every time the city pulls out its own playbook where it attempts to dehumanize or detract from why a young person got killed in this country, that cheapens the bond that we all have. And it builds the distrust that you've all seen. So now the initial step is ban no-knock warrants everywhere. It's not safe on either side of the door. It doesn't help law enforcement, and it particularly does not help our communities of color. But bigger than that, stop lying to us.
Well said, Attorney Storms. You know, if the no-knock bans would have been enforced, let's be clear. Amir Lott would still be here. If the no-knock bans were enforced, let's be clear. Amir Lott would still be here. Yes. If the no-knock ban was enforced, let's be clear. Amir Lott would still be here. Let's say it so they can hear some Minneapolis. If the no-knock ban were enforced, let's say it all together. If the no-knock bans were enforced, let's be clear. Amir Locke will still be here. We need the mayor to hear us. If the no-knock bans were enforced, let's be clear. Amir Locke will still be here. Let's make sure the governor understands it. If the no-knock bans were enforced, let's be clear. Amir Locke will still be here. Let's make sure President Biden hears us. If the no-knock bans were enforced, let's be clear. Amir Locke will still be here. Thank you all. Thank you all. Because Amir's mother and father got something to say. And we just want to get your attention before they addressed you. First, you're going to hear from his father. A lot of you all in the Twin Cities know him as Buddy McClain. Buddy got something to say. So, you all, please give your attention first to his father, Andre Locke Sr., and then to his mother, his brokenhearted mother who is defiant in demanding justice for her child, her baby boy, and that is Karen Wells. Andre and Karen will now address you. Thank you, Mr. Crump, Mr. Storms, Mr. Maninucci, if I said that correctly. I stand here today, I'm Andre Locke Sr., Amir's father, as a proud father, I stand here. I'll state the facts. The blood is on the legislation. Amen. That's the facts. The truth needs no support. We all saw what we saw. I'm going to tell you this now. We demand that they pass the law for no-knock warrants in the name of my son, Amir. We demand justice. And we demand that this is done properly. And not tomorrow. Not later, not later on in, in two years. Mm -hmm. We demand that it's done immediately. 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 I stand here as a representation of my family, a representation of, of my son. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak from my point of view. Amir was our son, mm -hmm. and we loved our son. Amen. And we taught our son properly. 
we taught our son respect. Our son died by the hands of Minneapolis police, a trigger-happy Minneapolis police officer. It was something about that tape, since we're talking about the tape. And I've said before that I wanted people to close their eyes in America and envision the tape, because we can all see it. I've been dreaming about it since it happened. I keep seeing it over and over. It keeps recurring. And as I, as I picture this and I, and I continue to see it, there's other things that come out. I notice when that officer kicked the couch. And when he, he kicked it the first time, and Amir didn't move. But he kicked it the second time, and the couch almost turned over. Oh, my goodness. Not only did I see that or recognize that, but I also recognized the other officer who slapped that officer's gun down. He, he, he slapped, he slapped the gun down. Like, what are you doing? Bad kill. Bad kill. Bad kill. Bad kill. Bad kill. He slapped, listen to him, I'll say it again. That officer on his right slapped the gun down. Wow. Hey, if Amir was, I'll say this, Amir was, Amir didn't have the intent, the opportunity, nor the ability to hurt those officers. If Amir was a threat, if he was an imminent threat, the other officers would have engaged. Everybody. That's a good Everybody point. would have engaged. Yeah. When that officer slapped that gun down, they knew they messed up. Mm. They knew they messed up. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's breathtaking. It takes your breath away. Again, when I've told family to close their eyes and picture that film, you see it? You, you, you picture the footage? Now imagine if Amir was white. Mm. No one knew it was up under the blankets. Mm. Wow. It's unfair. It's unjust. It's not okay. Let the truth, I'll say it again, the truth needs no support. We all saw it. What's wrong with just accountability? What's wrong with just with, with transparency? What's wrong with just saying, we messed up? We messed up this time. We took an innocent life of a law-abiding citizen who had the right to carry who did everything right. Zero criminal history. Why is it that we always have to humanize our children? Man. Why is it, why, why is it that we have to humanize our children to white America? Tell them, buddy. People want to make this a white and black thing. We're not racist, but, but they did. <laughs> they made it a white and black thing. So they executed our son. And they went about it the wrong way. We are demanding justice. We're demanding that a bill is passed for the no-knock warrants in the name of Amir Locke so that we can remember all of those that lost their lives. And that it doesn't ever happen again to any family, to low-white class families who also is not talked about. Mm -hmm. This affects them too. Black and brown and, and poor white folks. Mm. Mm. 
This affects them just just as well as it affects us. You have to you have to excuse me. I have I have uh, <laughs> I have a lot I have a lot of sorrow that I'm dealing with because I know that that could have been done differently. We can point out so many different things, but the facts are the facts. Amen. It doesn't get any better than it doesn't get any clearer than what the facts are. We we can try to twist this any kind of way y'all want to. Guess what? It's not gonna work. How shame of you to try to pull the eyes over the American people. Yeah. We live in a day and age of social media. Hmm. Whatever was gonna be out there would have already been out there. Stop talking crazy about my son. I'm sorry. That other side almost came out. <laughs> no, no, no. No. So, I apologize. But, but anyhow, we have to go about this the right way. And I th I'm absolutely thankful for all of the support. I'm absolutely thankful Amen. for Mr. Crump and the team. Thank you. you Thank you. We with you, buddy. Well said, brother. Well said, buddy. Thank you. And now we have Karen. Stay here, buddy. I can't believe that I'm standing here today speaking about my second born. And his name is a hashtag. I gave birth to Amir Locke in the Twin Cities. Born and raised. And on 2222, instead of y'all saying y'all slogan here is Minnesota nice, y'all need to change it to Minnesota lies. Mm -hmm. I am demanding that President Biden and everybody else from the ground up to the top, ban no knock warrants across the United States of America yes. in the name of Amir Ricard Locke. Yes. I'm demanding also that they pass a law here in Minnesota and Amir no knock warrant lock as well. I'm just I'm. Right now, I'm, I'm all over the place. Yes. I am. I, it is a roller coaster. It is a dream. I am a mother. His older brother is hurting. They're two years apart. They were the best friends. Best friends. Imagine my older son doesn't have his best friend anymore. Imagine that I can't FaceTime with my son, but can that officer still FaceTime with his? Can that chief of police still FaceTime with theirs? Can Mayor Fry still FaceTime with theirs? All I have is memories, a voicemail, and pictures, and that still shot of my baby boy still with the covers over his head, doing the right thing, having his weapon, license weapon at that, face down, and still not knowing who the hell is surrounding him. This is not fair. It is unacceptable. I should not have to bury a 22-year-old child. He should be getting ready to bury us in the next 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. 
I am going to be the voice of all the mothers in the Twin Cities who did not have a voice, who also went through these no-knock warrants, and the media and nobody reported about it. So guess what? Y'all didn't know who was underneath them covers, but y'all know now. His name was Amir Bakari Locke. He loved the youth, wanted to save the youth, and we gonna save the rest of the youth. Y'all will not enter another apartment complex of a person of color, and y'all knew when y'all was going there, there was people of color that lived there. So y'all did y'all research, but you didn't know who was up underneath them sheets. I gave birth to him, 11-11-99. He dies 2-2-22. My son was 22. Let's be real. This is higher than all of us. But y'all realize that his name was Amir, and we gave birth to a prince. So y'all messed up royally. Y'all messed up. Y'all messed up. Y'all messed up. And because of who I am, I'm going to go through sadness, hurt, anger, everything, because I have the right to. When I mourn, I am going to mourn on my time, not America's time. If you think I'm angry, I have every right to be angry. Why don't all y'all right now cover your eyes instead of take the mask off your mouth and put it over your eyes? And visualize and listen to the gunshots that went into my son. I can't even watch. I had to walk out. I can't even watch the footage of my baby sucked over on a couch where he was sleeping at and he should have still been asleep. Yes. He should still be asleep right now if he wants to. It takes everything in our power to wake our son up. We were there for him, taking him to school, dropping him off at daycare. Y'all don't understand how many times I had to fight with Amir as well as his brother to get up. I got, I got to get to work. We're going to be late for school. We're going to be late for the daycare. You can't just yell at Amir. You have to push on Amir. Amir was with me in Dallas, Texas. The whole time when I'm leaving to go for work or wherever he's going, I have to, Amir, I'm getting ready to go to work. He's he sound asleep with the covers over his face. He's sound asleep. I have to literally push my baby boy and tell him Amir I'm about to leave have a good day I love you and I love you too and where y'all messed up is y'all took that y'all stole him from all his goals and his dreams and what he was going to become Amir was not a man yet he was only 22 but he'll never become a man he talked about having children guess what Mr. Trigger Happy uh, police officer from the MPD Mr. I want to kick the couch Y'all stole that from me. Am I angry? Yes, I am. Am I going to continue to be the voice for Amir? Yes, Yes. I am. Is his brother going to become the voice of helping the youth? Because he's 24. Yes, he will. Will he be the voice of all the fathers that were cheated and their sons taken away? Yes, Yes. he will. So at the end of the day, y'all going to learn who my baby boy was. Believe that. In essence, Pastor Amir Locke Law now. Yes. Pastor Amir Locke Law now. 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 Pastor Amir.
Thank you for bearing your heart, Karen and Andre. His blood is on this legislation. Yes, it is. Tashira. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we have a group of families, and it's only a small portion of the heinous evil that the political, the people in the political seats and the people all around this state has inflicted upon our communities and our families. I will now call forward the families, if you guys can stand on the side, families, if you can keep just because we're here to support Amir's family, so please just keep your comments brief. We want to just acknowledge the families that are here to stand in solidarity with Amir's family. I want to first tell Michelle Gross and Akima Levy Armstrong, thank you for fighting to bring forth the footage for Amir's family because they would have covered it up like they've done all the rest of our families. They would have covered up the murders and they didn't get a chance to do that for Amir and they didn't get a chance to do that for Dante Wright and with George Floyd it went Facebook Live so they couldn't do it. But these are the families that they were able to sweep under the rug. This place needs to be under federal investigation because it's the BCA, it's the police departments, it's all of them involved in these murders. We will now call forward the mother of Cordell Handy, Kim Handy Jones. We will take your questions at the end. We want to pay respect to the families to make brief remarks as well. Good afternoon. I'm the mother of Cordell Quinn Handy. My name is Kimberly Handy Jones. A lot of you know me here in the Twin Cities. This is not new to me. It's true to me. I lost my son March 15, 2017. This is, this is emotional. But today, I woke up out of my black seat, which was a fortune that was denied to a mere lock. Cordell Handy, to Jamar Clark, to Emma Till, and to so many other stolen lives. And I heard Ben say there's two types of systems, a white one and a black one. And then there's the reaction, a right and a wrong. Why when black children are gunned down and executed, it's wrong. It's wrong. Why? Are we seeing this stuff in real lifetime? And it's not enough. White America, wake up. Wake up. The mom said, take the mask out your mouth, off your mouth, and put it around your eyes and envision it. Well, I'm telling you, take the cotton out your ears and stick it in your mouth. Black people are talking to you. Black people are tired of their children being executed. I like Karen. Who will never see her son's full potential and so many others like us? You robbed us. You robbed us of being able to see grandchildren. You robbed us of generations. 
And then you go home with those same murderous hands that you shot and executed our kids with and hug your kids. And look at them with loving eyes and eyes with hatred. When, the, when Officer Hanneman appealed to Amir, his actions were aggressive. He came in a hostile manner. And Jeff Storm said it right. His techniques, Amir's techniques of handling the gun was on point. And where did he go wrong? Did he go wrong because his mother and father raised him properly and said, don't break the law. If you get a gun, get your license. Not only to have a gun, but to conceal and carry a gun. Where did he go wrong? He didn't go wrong. And not only is it blood on the legislature, it's blood at your door. All our children's blood spill is at your door. And President Biden, if you can't do right by black, brown, and indigenous people, I just want to tell you, by then, that's what we have to say to you. Karen, Andre, keep your eye on the prize. God loves you so well. Thank you, Ms. Kim. We will now we will now call forward the sister of Jamar Clark, Tiffany Burns. Thank you. Um, Jamar Clark was uh, 24 years old when he was uh, executed by Minneapolis police. Uh, he was handcuffed, not armed, uh, handcuffed and shot in, in the head, execution style. Um, and again, you know, you think about the generational curse that they put on, on us. My brother did not get to have kids. He did not have any kids and he don't have that chance to have any kids. My heart go out to Y'all, this is like Ooh. watching Jamar all over again on that video and I couldn't even watch it I couldn't even watch the whole whole the whole thing but again Minnesota cover up these murders they covered up my brother's murder my brother had a, uh, was pursuing a lawsuit against MPD and they killed him for it and I told my brother bro just don't you know just Please, please, please don't give him any reason to do anything to you. And he did not do that. He was a target. They targeted my brother because he had that lawsuit against them. And they shot him execution style. And they covered his murder up the same way they covered up a lot of these murders. And I just pray for the Locke family. And I pray for all of our families that we get through this. And we continue to fight Amen. and not give up. 
Thank you, Tiffany. We will now call forward the brother of Winston Smith, Kidale Smith. Thank you. My name is Kidale Smith. Winston Smith was my brother who was killed seven months ago, June 3rd, by the U.S. Marshals. Almost exactly the same way how they killed Amir Locke. And just like the sister just said, man, it's like it's like watching it all over again. And what's crazy is, before my brother was killed, I had a dream that something was going on with him. This is the second time I had a dream. I won't get into details. But I had a dream that somebody else was about to be killed. Except this time it was the former my brother. When I woke up at 5 in the morning, two hours later, I heard that Amir Locke has been shot dead. And after I seen that video, it shows me how, like, just evil and despicable and disrespectful that people could be. I had a conversation with a guy who said that Amir Locke was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was at his house sleeping. He's at his cousin's house, I'm sorry. At his cousin's house sleeping on the couch. And y'all shot him dead. My brother was having dinner with his girlfriend. Went to his car in his own comfortability and you shot him dead. How is this the wrong place at the wrong time? So yeah, this this watching this, this is actually very personal. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it was brought out, man. It's like, I've seen evidence, because I've been doing my research after this happened. I've seen that police will make up a BS story if, they're, if they believe that they're not going to be caught. Uh -huh. Just imagine if his was off camera, how they would make up a bullshit story because they didn't think that he was going to be caught. Man, I just I got one last thing to say, man. It's I mean it rages me that somebody gotta be killed every time we trying to get a law change. When Dante Wright was killed, it it it, it put in form the no knock warrants, but you had to kill just one more person before now that's gonna that's you know, maybe maybe possibly to change. When George Floyd was killed, during that time in 2020, shortly after, the marshals were supposed to have body cameras. But you just had to kill one more person before you decided to implement that, and that was Winston Smith. Who else got to be killed before another law is passed? It's like Minnesota, y'all got to get it together, man. Man. <laughs> say this because it's so profound and attorney storms know I was here in Minneapolis having breakfast with uh, Botham Jean's sister and Winston Stott was with his girlfriend having breakfast actually came up to me we took pictures he posted it on social media and three days later he was killed by the federal marshals that's how real this thing is. It could be any of us.
call forward the mother of Marcos Paramo, who was 14 years old, just killed with the many, uh, the Maplewood police involved and the sheriffs here involved in Minnesota. Marcos Paramos, which is the best friend of my son who had his father killed by St. Paul police. Tanya Giles, thank you.
poem by Rumi. Please don't imprison free souls. Don't change laughter to cries. Don't press us so hard. There is no one but you to turn to.
How do you really 